Hello and welcome to the Pursuing Progress podcast episode five. Uh, we're on quite a roll, which is really exciting. Um, yeah, welcome to the podcast. It's where we have honest conversations to help us fall forward. Um, and today we're just going to be continuing on about, yeah, my reflections. Um, yeah, completing a postgraduate research de- degree at the University of New South Wales, the most prestigious and best university in Australia. Um, yeah, I do have to kind of apologize for the previous, um, podcast that I did. I think, uh, I did find myself just kind of like trailing off and going on tangents and, um, yeah, kind of repeating myself a lot. Um, so the thing is I do recall these podcasts around kind of like 1am, um, when, um, everyone's kind of asleep. So there's no kind of disruptive, kind of, um, background noise or anything. So there's kind of more quiet. Um, and so I think I was just a bit tired and, um, so yeah, a lot of thoughts kind of drifted off and hopefully I can kind of stay awake and stay on track for this one. Um, but yeah, just thinking, uh, just during the week, I was just kind of thinking through, yeah, all the different memories of, you know, being a master's student. And one thing that came to mind was just really funny and interesting was just, um, the way I kind of talked about it with other people in the conversations that I had. Uh, with people, I think, uh, going to different parties and events and, you know, meeting people. And, you know, one of the first introductory questions you ask someone is, you know, what do you do throughout the week? And, you know, um, I was, you know, 21, 22 at the time. So, you know, other people would be kind of starting their full-time jobs and, you know, they're starting internships or, or whatnot. And so like, oh yeah, that's amazing. That's cool. Um, you know, how are you finding it? You know, are you adjusting to full-time work and things like that? Um, yeah, it's really fascinating to, to see, you know, the different, um, you know, career paths that people take. And it's really interesting to, yeah, see what skills they have and strengths that, you know, they've developed uh, because of it. And yeah, it really, um, (laughs) strikes up. Yeah. Great conversation to kind of learn more about what other people do. Uh, so it's not just about health. Um, and you know, cause I do only really concern myself with other kind of health professionals. So it's really interesting to think about, you know, what engineers do and what, um, you know, lawyers and dentists get up to and, you know, what their kind of weekly schedule is like and, um, all that stuff. And then, you know, they, if people are kind of nice enough, they'll ask, um, what I do. And I would tell them that, you know, I, I'm doing a postgraduate research degree on, you know, masters by research. And the response that I get is just like, ew, like what I would never, ever do research. Like statistics was disgusting. Like I could never do something like that. Um, and I was just like, wow, that, you know, in my head, I was just thinking, wow, that that's a great way to make me feel good about, you know, my life choices. And I think it's probably something that, um, they pick up on, um, just probably by my facial expression, just looking like dejected and really like sad. And, you know, they try to kind of make up for it and kind of do a bit of damage control and say, oh, but like, you know, mad props to you and mad, mad respect to you, um, for, you know, uh, for doing it. And, you know, we need people like you. It's like, yeah, great. Thanks. Um, so yeah, it was just something interesting, um, that I've kind of found, uh, when talking to people about it, um, that, you know, it's obviously not, you know, people's first choice, um, you know, whether it's because, yeah, they just find st- statistics to be like a nightmare or, 
Um, yeah, like it's just something they wouldn't really consider, whether it's like, you know, sustainability and the financial side of things, um, or, you know, they just need to just start working. Um, and so, yeah, um, it was really fascinating because it's kind of like, you know, you get tired of kind of talking about it and like, oh, like expecting the same kind of reaction from people when I kind of tell them I do research and yeah, like <laughs> when I do tell them, I'm like, oh, um, yeah, I'm doing research and I think are you nine out of 10, I get the same response. Just like, like, oh, research, why would, we, why would you do that? Um, and so I think... And after getting a bit tired of that, I was just like, all right, just, I'm doing a postgraduate degree. <laughs> um, I just kind of resigned to the fact that, yeah, I just didn't want to like go through that conversation of like, oh, like I enjoy it. Um, I know it's not everyone's first choice, but blah, blah, blah. Um, so anyway, um, so yeah, that's uh, something interesting that came up um, from that. But yeah, moving on to what I actually did uh, for my thesis um, and the study that I um, conducted, uh, which was part of uh, my supervisor's project, uh, was to yeah run a correlational study, um, looking at kind of physical health and um, yeah the impacts of it, or oh, like physical health and kind of in people with post-traumatic stress disorder and see how they're functioning. Um, so we're measuring things like their physical activity, their fitness levels, their um, quality of sleep, their you know body weight, their fitness, and um, all those kind of things. And yeah, seeing, um, you know, just observing um, what kind of, um, what their levels of, you know, lifestyle factors are. Um, are they kind of really unhealthy? Are they healthy? Are they being, you know, well looked after? Um, in the kind of physical health um, regards. Um, because yeah, like it's a great hospital to be able to, yeah, have access to all these like brilliant psychiatrists and, um, and you know, the nursing team and everything to kind of take care of their, you know, mental health side of things and all the kind of, um, you know, address all the chemical imbalances and, and thought patterns and things like that. Like, you know, psychiatrists are just the most brilliant people there, you know, doctors that you know, go on to specialize in psychiatry and and yeah so i think uh, because you know we know that physical health is such an important thing when you know considering mental health that you know we need to make sure that you know physical health is you know going well as as well as the mental health treatment and so yeah so that was a kind of um you know, a synopsis of, of the study. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I'm going to totally undersell this, but, um, you know, with a wave of magic wand of, you know, all this kind of mumbo jumbo st statistics, um, it came out that, yeah, I needed to um, bring out, oh, like recruit around like 60 participants or 60 participants um, on the dot um, to be able to, you know, have enough power um, to kind of, kind of like propose a, you know, decent argument, um, of any kind of correlations that I find. Um, so, so the thing about correlations is just kind of seeing all the kind of things that happen in the same time. So, um, you know, whether, whether we see, you know, people with low fitness, uh, have high BMIs or, um, people with, um, poor sleep, uh, are generally like heavier or in terms of like have an increased BMI, sorry. And, um, so that, so that's the thing about 
you know, correlations is just making an observation. And if it's common enough, and if it's kind of a, if the, that relationship is strong enough, it warrants kind of further examination to kind of, uh, to dig deeper into that, the causes of it. Uh, and I'm sure people have heard, you know, the phrase that, you know, correlation is not causation. And so it's just an observation that, that you see. Um, and across 60 people is kind of, yeah, a decent amount of people to, to say, Hey, this might be something, you know, that warrants further examination. And so, um, yeah, cause this is a really important point to kind of bring across because I think we mistake correlation for causation for a lot of things. And, uh, that's where a lot of, uh, kind of misinformation can come from and, um, where, you know, a lot of wild theories and conspiracy theories can come th from as well. Um, I think a most recent one was, you know, the whole, um, you know, the rise of the coronavirus was because of, you know, the start of the 5g network. And, um, yeah, like those things did arise at the same time, you know, they happened, you know, coincidentally. Um, but to, you know, draw, draw them together and say, you know, they're causing each other is, is a bit of a stretch. So, you know, when you have those observations, like, oh, these are coming at the right times, like that's for you to kind of dig deeper and think about it more objectively. Like what are kind of electric, electro kind of magnetic waves are going to, um, affect, you know, the spread of like a virus. Um, and so, you know, think through the logic of that and see if it actually makes sense on a kind of common sense level. Um, only if it does, then you kind of, you know, examine further, use different, um, you know, ways of testing it, use the scientific method to kind of, um, you know, isolate the different factors and variables to be able to kind of, yeah, to prove your point or to prove the theory that you have. Um, and yeah, it goes, goes with a lot of different, um, your theories and, um, yeah, a lot of biases that people have, um, and yeah, so it's, it's a flaw and it's a kind of, um, it's a hole in human logic, um, I suppose. And yeah, I think it's something that we need to, yeah, be wary about and to be educated about. Um, yeah. So we're not kind of building our you know, knowledge on the foundation of something that's just like an observation. Um, and so, um, so that's that, it's just a little bit of a rant that I kind of went on. Um, so yeah, so this study was to be conducted at, um, kind of a healthcare in a hospital. And so this, this place was, um, I think an hour and a half, an hour and a half, like drive, uh, to get to. And so, yeah, it, that kind of warranted a huge kind of commitment in terms of time and fuel and energy. And I'm someone who kind of takes, um, yeah, who can't really drive for a long time without getting like sleepy or tired. Um, you know, the kind of like gentle vibrations of driving just kind of like, it's just really soothing and I just kind of fall asleep and, and drift off asleep. Um, so it's not, um, you know, the most fantastic thing for me to do, um, you know, driving back and forth for long hours, especially, you know, early in the morning and kind of later, um, in the evening, like afternoon or evening. Um, but you know, because it was because, you know, I chose to do like, um, you know, my supervisor's project and, you know, he had his connections and resources and, 
yeah, like the hospital, you know, knows him really well and he knows the hospital well. And, you know, it just, yeah, would have been e easier just to, um, yeah, go through that route and to um, conduct the research there because, you know, the, the relationship's been there, been established already. The rapports are there already. They know, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the supervisor's student. Um, and I think that's a kind of easier step into things. Um, rather than just kind of figuring out what to do and then figuring out all the, you know, who, what, where, when, how, um, where, yeah, it's already kind of there, like ready for me to just kind of, you know, take ownership of it and do it over there. And so, um, yeah, so it was interesting. Um, the whole journey it was really definitely exciting because it was a kind of a new environment. It's, you know, it's not uni anymore. It's, um, it's a hospital. It's, it's a real, um, kind of real world kind of workplace. Um, yeah. Treating kind of conditions and, you know, some, um, you know, some people's conditions might be out of my depth and, um, yeah, it would definitely be a learning curve and there's a lot of kind of brilliant, um, yeah, like staff there that are you know, brilliant nurses, doctors, and, um, psychiatrists and psychologists and, you know, dietitians as well and social workers. And so, uh, you know, me as just someone who like just graduated, um, didn't have much experience is definitely a really daunting thing. Um, but, um, had all my supervisors there to kind of like, you know, um, induct me into the place and kind of meet all the, um, all the staff and, you know, get to show my face around and, you know, know that I'll be, you know, conducting research, um, at the place. So that was really nice for them to all, um, come in and to, and to do that. And, you know, they had a kind of voter confidence, um, uh, in me to, yeah, to do a good job. Um, yeah, which is really kind of them. Um, because yeah, um, they haven't really seen that much of, of me and, you know, all my, um, and what I'm kind of capable, capable to do. And so, um, yeah, it was just kind of a, a big challenge, a big, um, a big unknown in, in like how I'm going to kind of, how things are going to turn out. Um, and you know, having all the paperwork done, uh, was really good. Um, I think that number of 60 just kind of was really daunting. I was just like, Oh, will I, will I really <laughs> going to do it? Um, and yeah, they told me how, like what the process would be to kind of recruit, uh, participants and, uh, things like that. And so they had this kind of like group meeting in, in the wards to, you know, um, to go through the announcements for the day and like it, that, that was happening each morning. And so I would, yeah, get there in the morning, early morning, um, yeah, to make it to those meetings and just kind of introduce myself, uh, to the patients there and yeah, make the announcements like, Hey, I'm running this study in, in, you know, uh, in the gym, um, you know, looking for uh, a few people to just kind of fill out some questionnaires, uh, run a fitness test and, um, yeah, just volunteer your time. Um, like I wish there was a money incentive to make things easier, but there wasn't a financial incentive. So, um, it was just kind of like, you know, um, listen to the new guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think first, I think, yeah, if I, so I had, um, yeah, a colleague, um, and a friend who was already working there as an exercise physiologist. And she's already, she had already kind of developed a really strong rapport with, uh, the patients there and, 
they all know her uh, really well. And so the first few weeks, I was really kind of grateful uh, for her help and assistance in, um, yeah, getting people on board. Um, because it was, if it was just left to me, just this new guy, um, you know, just like, I think I was 20, 21 at the time, this 21 year old, uh, just telling people to come to the gym where they don't really feel like it, um, to do a study that they're not getting, you know, paid for. Um, yeah, it was, you know, a tough ask. Um, but yeah, having her around was just, just made things a lot easier. And, you know, to fast forward, like I was able to, um, yeah, um, yeah, get get the get the numbers quite um, quite quickly. Um, you know, I would um, yeah celebrate the days where you know there'd be one or or two people um, like that was a massive win. Um, and I think I think momentum was good for the first like early days. So I think the first like ten was was done quite early, um, and then. Um, yeah. And then after she had, you know, begun start, start the wheels going, um, I think she kind of left it over to me to kind of like continue the momentum. And yeah, like I, I tried, <laughs> um, yeah. And because it was just so like, it was a decent travel, like commute, uh, to get to, um, yeah, I think that made it, um, more disheartening if, you know, I went and did the announcements and, you know, tried to recruit people and like no one would turn up or, um, or I'd have people that said they would, and then, you know, they didn't end up um, coming into the gym at the time that they, they said they would. Um, and so, you know, driving to this place for you know, an hour and a half in, you know, kind of semi pick out traffic, um, to go to a place to recruit my participants, which is like the only thing I was there really there for. Um, and, um, yeah, to have a day where, you know, no participants come in, I would just kind of sit in the office that they gave me and just kind of, um, (laughs) just kind of sit. Um, and like, I would try to read articles and, and things like that, but like, you know, I could have done that at home in the comfort of my own home. Um, uh, yeah, it just felt like, you know, a really long joy ride, uh, to read an article and to go home at the end of the day. Um, so I think there was quite a lot, um, of quite a lot of that, uh, a lot of days like that. Um, and you know, when you're going through that and you just, you know, you're just making this, this trip, um, yeah, like you get to this point of just thinking like, wow, like what, what am I doing? Like, I'm just making, I'm just wasting fuel really. And yeah, you just have these thoughts of, of quitting and, you know, you think about, oh, like, am I ever going to kind of reach that, that end goal of recruiting 60 people? Like, you know, I'm looking at the pile of folders, like I've got, I think, you know, close to 10, I'm like, there's 50 to go. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think it's definitely a lesson in yeah perseverance and, you know, maintaining the bigger picture, even though, you know, the immediate future just seems bleak and nothing's really happening. Um, and yeah, I think I just needed help from the colleague and, um, 
yeah, she's been really gracious and really like helpful and open to, um, yeah, to assist me in it. Cause like she's, uh, she finished the masters as well with, I think a lot less help. Um, and so she, she was on that kind of empathize and sympathize with, uh, the struggles of recruiting. And so like, she was just really lovely and, um, helped a lot. Um, I think, um, yeah, I think the rapport that she had with the patients just made recruiting a lot easier. And so, um, yeah, the days that she was able to help, I was able to kind of, yeah, get one or two. And yeah, there was a few days where like five people would turn up and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, that's too many people. Like I can only go one at a time. And, um, yeah, so it was a, it was interesting because like you know you have you know five that's like you know one out of twelve that's around like eight point two five percent I guess and it's like that's a that's a pretty big chunk of that sixty um, and yeah I hope I did my maths right um, yeah so I think you're just so overwhelmed and just kind of like just putting me in like a really great mood. <laughs> um, if I got, you know, like one, one or two is great, but just when it's like three or five and just like over the moon, just like, you know, just celebrating inside and, you know, knowing that, um, you know, I made a kind of giant leap towards, uh, that end goal. And yeah, so I think, um, I learned to, yeah, appreciate that, you know, achieving these kind of long, long term, more long-term goals. Yeah. Required this kind of, you know, this daily grind and daily kind of process. And there's going to be all these kind of, you know, random assortments of ups and downs, um, you know, days where, yeah, you get a lot and then days where just nothing happens, feel unproductive. Um, I was kind of working other jobs at the time and I was just kind of like spending my time, over there working another job, um, that I could do like online and through the phone. Um, and yeah. And then I would drive back and, you know, could be in a kind of good mood or a terrible mood or a miserable mood. Um, and yeah. And because, you know, when you have those days where, you know, you don't feel productive or anything, um, like that just makes, it just makes you really tired and really fatigued and you know when I drive home like I would yeah get so tired and sleepy and kind of start nodding off that um yeah like it would be just too dangerous for me to kind of continue driving and so then there were many days where I would just have to pull over to the side and like take a nap like a you know some power nap um and there's been days where I forget (laughs) forget to set an alarm and <laughs> I end up kind of sleeping, um, in the car for like an hour or two and, you know, only to be waking up, woken up by like a phone call by mum. just like, you know, it's, you know, 7, 7 PM. Like, where are you? Like, you know, you're usually home by like 630. Um, <laughs> and so I was just like, oh my gosh, I've fallen asleep. Um, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll be home in like, you know, another 40 minutes. <laughs> um, and so yeah i think within that within all that um it's definitely um you know a humbling experience um because at uni things are kind of more within your control during your undergrad you're like okay i can work on this assignment i can pace myself this way and this way this way and you know you can structure a day around it to make sure you know different tasks are completed and 
um, and things like that. But yeah, when it comes to research, it's a lot of things are like out, out of your control. Um, so in my regard is, yeah, the whole, um, you know, participants not turning up. Like I can't control that. I can't do anything to kind of like, um, you know, fast forward that or make that process a lot faster and easier. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of learning to, you know, um, like deal with the cards that you're dealt, um, you know, and see how it plays out, um, with patience and, you know, have the discipline to keep turning up. Yeah. Because I think when there was just that streak of no one turning up for the whole week, um, I think the next day I was just, you know, in this internal battle within myself to, yeah, whether or not to just call in sick and just stay at home and do the readings and work on my literature review at home in the comfort, you know, there's no danger, um, you know, to driving, you know, um, yeah, to, of like not driving, um, you know, an hour and a half and potentially feeling tired and kind of like, um, nodding off while driving, which is super dangerous. And yeah, I think I wrestled with that a lot. Um, I was just like, oh, it's probably going to be another day where, um, yeah, nothing happens and, and yeah, no participant participants come in. Um, and yeah, you know, I go in just kind of not as hopeful. I go in to the announcement and yeah, some days, um, I get nothing. And then, you know, some days I get like one or something, one participant. And so, yeah, it was really kind of a kind of daily slash like weekly kind of wrestle, um, in terms of completing it. And yeah, so that's like, I think that's a natural process about it, um, about recruiting people for research. Um, you know, it's, it might be easier if there's like financial kind of reward or incentive, um, that some kind of research studies offer, um, you know, to be able to get, <laughs> get the people on board. Um, but you know, those studies that don't particularly offer it, um, yeah, um, maybe they go through something very similar. Um, you know, people saying they'd come in and then, and then they, they don't, um, and so, um, yeah, so it's like an appreciation for, you know, researchers that have, you know, done their time, um, in regards to, yeah, you know, running research studies, uh, and appreciation for, I think the time effort and, um, just perseverance that's needed to kind of get it done. Um, and so that they can, um, yeah, test a particular intervention to kind of improve you know, the quality of life and improve, you know, the way that we treat, uh, certain conditions. Um, and, um, yeah. And I, I hope that can kind of translate into different aspects of my life. Um, yeah, to be able to be patient in those nitty gritty processes of life. Um, I think the one that that is kind of facing me now is just thinking about, you know, what, what do I do? Like after a master's, like what, um, yeah, what path do I take? What, 
um, what thing do I need to invest in? Do I need to invest in further study or do I need to um, think about upskilling and, um, you know, reading certain books and articles and going to different conferences and seminars to try and, um, you know, gain a better perspective and different kind of clinical skills or research skills to be able to, you know, present a a more appealing resume to to land a better job and to land um, a job that I would... Um, really thrive in and something that I'd be passionate about and really enjoy. Um, and so, yeah, so even though, you know, I'm 20, 25 and not 20, I'm 25 and turning 26 very soon. Um, you know, a lot of people are, you know, kind of starting to get set in terms of the career path and what they want to do for the rest of their life. Um, but, you know, you know, people do talk about, you know, how no one's really got it together. Um, but you know, with this pandemic and all this time to kind of think about things, it's yeah, made me kind of, yeah, really think about it and, you know, whether it's worth kind of investing more in and study to, as an investment for later and yeah, to grind through another kind of postgraduate degree or do I consider, you know, a PhD, um, yeah, you know, my supervisors are definitely all for it. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, knowing that kind of grind that, that, that it kind of involves, um, yeah, I'll have to really sit down to think about it if I was to consider that path. Um, yeah, there's a lot of lessons learned throughout my master's in terms of, yeah, the whole process, the research process. Um, but yeah, <laughs> to say I'm confident going into a PhD to be able to kind of persevere and um, complete that. Um, I think I have, you know, I need a lot of time to kind of think those things through. Um, so, so yeah. Um, so that, that was one of the lessons and, um, you know, within, within six months I was able to, anyway, back to the study, um, within six months I was able to, um, get, get it done and get to the 60 participants that I needed, um, which was, quite a remarkable kind of speed is, you know, averages out to kind of 10 participants a month. Um, and so that, that wasn't bad. And, you know, a lot of credit to a colleague. Um, yeah, I don't know if I should kind of like, you know, talk about <laughs> like specific names and things like that. I don't know, just like privacy and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think a lesson that I also learned was just, um, the value of just like, just to keep turning up um, no matter like what, um, I think I talked about just, you know, um, those days that I just kind of wrestled with myself in terms of wanting to call in sick because I, you know, I assumed that no one would, um, no one would turn up. And I think I just said, you know, I, I need to get this done. I need to, yeah, just go in, um, just hope be a lot more positive, a lot more hopeful and, you know, I don't, th- I don't think I kind of called in sick, um, when I wasn't sick. Um, but yeah, I think I just turned up, um, you know, there's days where, you know, no one come did, no one kind of, uh, turned up and those days are, uh, they did. And I was able to have, you know, nice conversations with other, other staff and some of the other patients, you know, even if none of them wanted to participate in the study. Um, I was able to kind of get to know people's stories and, 
um, you know, the things that they went through and be able to, yeah, be there as a listening ear and, um, you know, maybe like talk to them about, um, exercise and the stuff I studied and, um, you know, my experiences as well. And just, um, yeah. So I think because I was just focused so much on, on the study, I kind of missed out on, um, all the things around that were like amazing. Um, you know, they had a really beautiful garden. They had, um, yeah, all these opportunities to be able to kind of talk to people and, to, uh, they had great food, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, I think it was just this perspective, this bigger picture of just, yeah, just keep turning up, keep turning up. Um, and you know, the results will come It might seem, you know, crappy and, um, you know, nothing going on, but turning up is just like the majority of the battle. And so, you know, hopefully I can kind of really consolidate that lesson and, um, yeah, take it on into, you know, whatever job that comes next, just to, um, you know, when it feels tough, just, just, just turn up and, um, you know, hopefully things, you know, happen and things eventuate. Um, and so I think, yeah, making sure I don't, yeah, making sure you don't kind of cow yourself or, you know, um, or just kind of give up before, you know, you actually try things. Um, and yeah, so just keep going, keep trying at it, you know, keep trying at, you know, the particular thing, like you, you don't know how it's going to play out. Like no one's, no, no one's going to really know, um, just need to turn up and do it. And, you know, it might be amazing. It might be bad, but I think turning up is, yeah, the, the biggest step and the first and most important step that you need to do. Um, and yeah, just kind of as a lot of kind of entrepreneurs preneurs would talk about just, you know, falling in love with the whole process. Um, yeah. And just see the results as you, yeah, in the long term. you know, in 20 years time, look back and be like, wow, I'm, I'm glad I, I turned out when it was tough and I'm glad I kind of grinded through the whole process and yeah. And just learn to kind of appreciate and to have gratitude for the little things and, you know, um, you know, appreciate the help that, you know, the colleagues and supervisors have been and the support that they offered, um, you know, through such a tough time, cause they all understand how, how rough it can be. And, um, they're able to, you know, give words of support to kind of push me through, uh, which I really appreciated. Um, and yeah, like my supervisor was able to, yeah, teach me so much about, I think about life. Um, yeah. And, how to go about it. I think it, it's something that, yeah, I don't think I went into life or adulthood with kind of really solid principles of, of kind of work ethic. Um, like, you know, I had, you know, study ethic, um, because that was the only thing I knew that I kind of like picked up from like high school and things like that. Um, but in terms of like work ethic and, and stuff. I don't, I think it was just really weak. Um, not like, um, I just didn't have core principles that I stood by, um, to kind of get me through really tough times. So I think I wavered a lot. And so, um, having someone who's, you know, been through the whole process can, yeah, can pass down that wisdom to be like, Hey, this is, this is part of the process. Uh, take it step by step. 
um, you know, take it easy on yourself as well. You're here to learn. You're, you're a student. Um, and yeah, like that was such, um, an enriching, um, experience, um, for me. Um, like, you know, completing the thesis is like fantastic or whatever. Um, you know, that's the end product of, of a master's like this, you know, this document with all, all the research that you did. Um, but I think the life lessons that you learn, uh, throughout doing this has been, has been super valuable. And I don't think, um, I would, um, be here with the confidence to do podcasts or, uh, or have the confidence or kind of belief in myself to, yeah, to try new things and to kind of stay true to, to a particular process or, um, or to turn up, um, you know, continually to a particular thing. Uh, if I didn't go through this kind of process in the masters, um, if I went straight into work, you know, after graduating my undergraduate, I think I would have been a mess. I've, I think I would have probably been, been fired from a few places, um, for that kind of like lack of discipline. Um, I think, yeah, it definitely didn't make sense at the time that me doing a master's kind of thing, um, you know, as I kind of waited up, you know, from my last podcast. Um, but I think, you know, in hindsight, which is 2020, um, I think it was just what I needed. Um, yeah, to be able to grow and mature in, in knowledge of these different things that will help me in life, um, for the future, uh, for career and to handle, um, things that come my way, um, or, you know, trying new challenges and, um, exploring different areas of growth and innovation and kind of learning different things. Um, and so, yeah, I think, and also like learning to learn, (laughs) um, yeah, learning how to learn lessons, um, through anything that happens, um, keeping the bigger picture of things. Um, and so, yeah, so you're not, you know, too discouraged if you have, you know, particularly bad day, um, here and there, um, you know, as long as you're making, you're on the right kind of trajectory, um, you know, aiming for that, um, bigger picture. Um, yeah, it was such a kind of, um, epiphany, I would say, um, just kind of like, wow, like this is how you work towards something big. And this is how you, um, yeah, achieve something that you can be proud of in, you know, two or three years time when you look back and yeah, sometimes I look at my thesis now, I'm just like, I can't believe I wrote that. Um, and like, I just read it through again. I was just like, I can't believe I sound that intellectual and I can't believe that, um, it's so kind of, you know, well put together and like, I can't believe that I'm capable of, of that. Um, capable of writing something that, you know, has the okay by other academics, um, you know, that, that marked my thesis and were the examiners. I was just like, yeah, um, um, yeah, (laughs) you know, it's available to, to view, uh, on our uni library, I think. Um, but yeah, it's just like, wow, I can't believe I wrote that. Like English wasn't a particularly, um, great subject of mine and I hated writing. Um, and yeah, look at me now kind of after a postgraduate degree, I've done a thesis that, 
you know, anyone can have access to and they can probably you know, critique it and send me emails about it. Um, but it's like, it's a published thing. Um, you know, a published author, which is like ridiculous to, to say and to think about, you know, Andrew a few years ago would never consider that to be like a possibility. I would probably laugh and, um, yeah, I think it's a massive joke, but, um, yeah, like it's just this, um, appreciation, this gratitude, this humility, um, that just grows and you just kind of like, okay, like, you know, knowing what I'm capable of, like this can be such a springboard to, you know, other great things. And, um, you know, in this time, it, in this quarantine times, like, it's like a perfect time to kind of think, think through stuff and think through my next project to, um, to work on and, you know, make it a three-year project, make it a five-year project, you know, whether it's full-time, you know, another kind of postgraduate degree or a PhD or, um, you know, finding, um, you know, or starting my own thing. Um, and yeah, like set it out for, you know, five, six years time and, you know, know, um, how to grind day by day and, um, do all the little things well each day, um, and to build towards that. Um, and so I think as I reflect, I'm just like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's start, start planning. Let's start, um, you know, forming ideas, brainstorming different concepts and, um, you know, possibilities and kind of, um, you know, find niche markets that I can really, um, you know, provide a service in and, um, yeah, really work towards that. Um, and yeah, that's something I wouldn't even consider like as a thought, um, you know, a few years ago or like during university studies. Um, and so, yeah, this postgraduate research degree has just taught me so much. Um, yeah, just in life, um, and how to, um, yeah, move forward well, um, how to, um, yeah, roll with resistance, I guess. Um, and just to keep, to keep going and, you know, you will see the results later, uh, but just keep turning up, keep, um, keep, you know, keep on the grind and, you know, in two, three, five years time, something amazing will, will happen. Um, and so, yeah, just gotta like believe that. And it's something I didn't believe in before. Um, so yeah, that is part two. <laughs> um, I know it's not super structured, but I think it's just, you know, my genuine reflections and, um, you know, one thought leads to another, you know, streams of consciousness, consciousness. Um, so yeah, if you've made it this far, thanks for kind of coming along on this journey as I kind of reflect and, uh, think about all the different things that I went through. Uh, hope it was insightful. Hope it was helpful. Um, yeah, I think there's so much more to kind of talk about and all the lessons I kind of learned, um, yeah, during the whole process. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for listening, um, to me just kind of talk. Um, but yeah, many, many other parts to come and I'll, yeah, talk more about, um, all, you know, all the different experiences and, um, things I've gone through and the lessons I've learned. Um, yeah, if this, this is interesting to you. Um, yeah, I think this will, um, 
Hopefully this goes somewhere. <laughs> um, all right. So I'll just sign off for now. Um, thanks so much for listening again. And yeah, love and peace. Hope you keep keeping happy and healthy um, during this pandemic and signing off for now. Bye.